the Easter story can be confusing. There are so many people who lay claim to it. And many people have very specific interpretations of what it meant, what it means to us today. And often these interpretations very widely conflict with one another. But ultimately, we are asked to make sense of the experience of a man who dies brutally and then rises from the dead. And then there is this issue of sin that he supposedly redeemed. But before we get there, let's linger for a moment on the vehicle of his death, the crucifix. The cross uh, is a very common symbol in our culture. It's so common, in fact, we often don't even think about what's happening in the symbol. It adorns just about every corner of our culture, some sacred and beautiful and some incredibly profane and offensive. And due to our overexposure, we no longer even really see it. But this symbol is of a man hung with massive nails through his hands and feet, who is suspended in such a way that he is slowly suffocating over the course of a few hours as his ribcage collapses into his lungs. In Jesus' case, he died relatively quickly. Some of the victims of this Roman capital punishment took days to die, and the Romans killed thousands of people in this excruciating fashion. The word excruciating is actually derivative of the word crucifixion. And of those thousands of people who died on the cross, all of them are lost to history. All except for one. But even now that Jesus has become the God of the empire, there is and there always will be something countercultural when we tell his story. No matter how sanitized, no matter how contorted, the story becomes to fit the desires of the powerful, the message of Jesus will always rest best in his own words, which I feel are laid out in Matthew 25, 40. Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. In remembering the great memorial that is Easter, there is the saying of Jesus' name, and in it an implicit reminder to lift up all those who have been lost to history. But engaging the story on this level is difficult, because at the center lies the drama of the suffering. And the suffering can become very political when people claim it as redemptive. Religious liberals often reject this reading. The crucifixion was not what was important, we say. The suffering of his death was not the story, it was the consequence. He was executed for challenging authority, not for redeeming humanity. In public displays of power through cruelty, 
is the technique used by empires to quash rebellions and discourage behavior does not like. We do not worship the suffering. And I can understand the resistance. The idea of suffering as redemptive has been used far too often to tell women to stay with abusive men, to tell poor and the meek that they are loved best by God, that you should wait and that your prize will be in heaven. Too often people who only talk about the cross, who only talk about the redemptive suffering, are the same people who want to leave out any message of equality. We are all familiar with people who see the telling of the Jesus story as their whole life, and yet some of them are the most mean-hearted and abusive people in our culture. People who seem completely at odds with the least of these in our society. There seems to be something almost perverse in their ardor for the crucifixion, and it often feels like profound hypocrisy. And, and I think it is a huge mistake to leave out the suffering from the story. Was Jesus caught up in the system? Was he punished by a regime whose only response to rebellion was violence? Yes. Was this simply a consequence of his actions rather than a central point of his message? No. No, it was much more than that. And the unwillingness of progressives to look squarely at the suffering and death means, I believe, we have been unwilling and unable to understand the full meaning of Jesus and his symbolism culturally. Andrew Harvey writes, Our world is burning, and the divine is being crucified over and over again. The suffering is real. It is not abstract. One of the failures of religious liberals is that for far too long we have wanted to play only in the light. God is love, we say. But if we want to be part of the transformation, we must also take time to encounter the darkness, to stand wide-eyed, witness the suffering, to tell its story, to not allow it to be forgotten, to not let it be the end. And in doing so, we snatch power away from those who would use violence to keep people silent. This is the meaning of Black Lives Matter. This is the meaning of our refusal to be quiet about the men illegally detained in Guantanamo. When we talk about the crucifixion, not as redemption, not as substitution, but as memorial, we hold aloft the names of the least of these. If we are to be honest about the story of rebirth and resurrection, we must first be honest about the suffering. Which is why, regardless of what the calendar says, I'm not going to talk about the second part of the Easter story until next week. For now, I would like us to sit with and to live with, for a week anyway, the message of the suffering, not to gloss over it, to look at it wide-eyed as witnesses, not swallowed up by it, but to allow us to authentically see. 
Redemption only makes sense when we are willing to witness the suffering. Let's sit for three minutes in contemplation. This meditation was delivered live at the Seekers Table Sunday Gathering held at 6 p.m. Eastern. Anyone can participate in the Sunday Gathering, and it's an excellent time to ask questions about your spiritual journey and to meet other seekers on the path. If you'd like to join us, simply type join.theseekerstable.com into your browser, and it will redirect you to the Zoom room where we meet every Sunday at 6 p.m. If you're new to spiritual discernment and are looking for some guidance on how to start, I offer a free five-day class called How to Add Meaning to Your Life, which can be found at theseekerstable.com. And I love to engage with people on Instagram. Several times a week, I answer questions about the spiritual life that have been sent in to me. So please check us out there and send me some questions. I really want to talk to you and find out a little bit more about where you are and who you are. Most of all, this is about building a community. So come and take your seat at the Seekers Table. I look forward to meeting you.